This is the Good News Station, WCNO, Palm City. Good News in Shoes. Are you winning or losing in the game of life? Do you even know where to find the rules of the game? There are things you do that make life work and things that cause it to come apart. Tune in for Born to Win with Ronald L. Dart right here on WCNO 89.9 FM every Sunday morning at 7. And we'll talk about whether you were born to lose or born to win. And visit us online at borntowin.net. The Revealing Truth radio broadcast thanks Ed Meyer Century 21 All Professional for their underwriting support. Hi, this is Ed Myers, Realtor with Century 21 All Professional and member of the National Association of Realtors. Whether you are buying, selling, or renting a home, understanding the market can be essential. I'm a Century 21 top producer, recipient of the Century 21 Presidential Award, Century 21 Centurion Award, and Quality Service Pinnacle Award. I proudly serve the United States Marine Corps, and now I'm specializing in serving the Port St. Lucie, Stewart, Fort Pierce, West Palm Beach, and surrounding areas of the Treasure Coast. Real estate is the key to building long-term wealth. Whether you're looking to buy, sell, or rent a home, a first-time home buyer, or an investor, letting an experienced professional with a proven track record can make all the difference. I would love the opportunity to help you. You can reach me by phone or text at 772-342-0047. Again, that number is 772-342-0047. Navigating the real estate market today can get a little crazy. Ozzy Carbonell of Century 21 All Professional is here to help. Today on the Treasure Coast, the housing market is back in full force. There is a number of financing and home buyer programs. Understanding and incorporating the right program can be essential when purchasing real estate. It can also be very time consuming and painstaking. In short, the complexities of purchasing a home in today's market can be like riding on a crazy train. Home buying doesn't have to be crazy. Ozzy Carbonell of Century 21 All Professional can help you qualify for up to $15,000 in down payment assistance. Find out how by contacting Ozzy Carbonell at 772-340-6076. Again, that number is 772-340-6076. Se habla español. Good morning. I'm Pastor Bob Tarbis, your host for the Revealing Truth radio broadcast. I want to invite you to listen in today as Pastor Jason Baumgartner takes us on a journey through God's Word that will reveal truths for our lives. John 8.32 says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Grab a pen and take some notes, and let the Holy Spirit reveal the Father's heart to you. Today, if you forgive somebody in our society, everybody's like... It's just wonderful. You forgave them. How did you do that? How did you make that happen? Well, in the kingdom of God, that's normal. You forgive. Come on, somebody. Praise the Lord. Amen. Most people don't understand that because they don't understand that in that kind of kingdom living, people actually forgive each other. Hmm? In, in, in the counterculture kingdom, mercy replaces judgment. It's hmm. a tough one for some people in church because the church has been really good at judging people. Praise the Lord, Pastor. That's good preaching. Amen. You ever heard anybody say this? Well, they got what they deserved. 
That's what you get. Huh? I knew you shouldn't have been going that fast down the road. Now you're in the ditch. That's what you get. <laughs> Some of y'all getting convicted right now. I feel it. I just feel the Holy Ghost. Hmm? Why do we do that? Because it's easier to live with a judgment mentality than it is to live with a mercy mentality. Huh? Oftentimes we want to judge other people for their weaknesses because it makes us feel better about our weaknesses. We want to condemn other people for sin in their life because we're trying to hide the sin in our life and we hate the sin in our life and don't know how to overcome it. So we judge everybody else's sin. I mean, in the kingdom, the way down is up and the way up is down. In the world, the more you strive to get to the top of the ladder, the lower you go. In the kingdom, the lower you go, the higher you go. Praise the Lord. Amen. Because here's what God says about people trying to climb the corporate ladder of success and make their self and build their self into something. This is what he says. I resist the proud. I'm going to be something. Well, give your life away. People walking around all the time thinking they're the greatest thing in the earth. Just all kind of full of themselves. And if in the church we call that false humility. I'm very humble, brother. I'm just very, I'm very, very humble. You proud that you humble? The guy said one time, he said, they passed out awards every month at my church, and the pastor gave me a button that said humble. He said, I put it on. They looked at me and took it away. He's proud to wear the button. You get it? Come on, stay with me. Y'all all right. Praise the Lord. Hmm? Here's the thing, God won't use you if you think you pulled yourself up out of your own mess. I promise you, man, the secret to everything that manifests in my life that is a blessing comes by me helping others. I've learned a long time ago, the more money you give away, the more people you bless, the more you give somebody a helping hand, the higher you go in the kingdom. The more you hold on to what you've got, the more you talk about how good you are, you ain't going nowhere, baby. Praise the Lord, Amen. Because the truth is, is you didn't make you. God made you. Amen. God looked at you and said, you didn't make you. You didn't pull yourself up out of your mess. I pulled you up out of your mess. I made you. Praise the Lord. And everything that's ever happened in your life has been a result over the fact that I made you. Because he's God all by himself. God didn't need you to be you. God made you to be you. Come on, somebody. Amen. Hmm? But he said this. He said, if you will humble yourself, I will exalt you. You want to go up? Go down. Touch somebody and say, you want to go up? Go down. Hmm? That is foreign to the way we think as human beings. It's a foreign concept. Because we grow up being selfish. So in our text this morning, the context of John chapter 13 is built on chapter 11 and chapter 12 in, in John. And prior to John chapter 13, Jesus has gone to Bethany, which is a suburb of Jerusalem where Lazarus has died in chapter 11. How many remember the story of Lazarus? Come on, amen. Mary and Martha, the sisters, they're obviously really good cooks and they love Jesus because Jesus is always going to Jerusalem all day and then at nighttime he walks out to Bethany to the suburb to eat dinner with Mary and Martha. I can appreciate Mary and Martha. Praise the Lord, amen. Mm -hmm. Anyway, he's hanging out in Jerusalem and Mary and Martha sent word to him and said, hey, your friend, Lazarus, your buddy, Lazarus, whom you love, is sick. 
Jesus, he needs you. Hmm? I mean, they sent Jesus' word like that because they felt like they had an inside track with Jesus. Because, I mean, you know, hey, here's Jesus, the miracle worker, who comes to my house and I cook him noodles and give him bread all the time. Obviously, if I send word to Jesus to come see his friend, my brother, he'll drop everything he's doing and come help me because Jesus likes my cooking. Praise the Lord. Amen. And the Bible says that when Jesus got word that Lazarus was sick, he sat down at the place where he was for a few more days. Come on, somebody. Amen. How many, come on. How many know at that point you're looking for another church? I was in the hospital and the pastor didn't even come see me. Well, you were only in there for three days. My God, I didn't even know the first day. Nobody told me. I'm, telling, I'm claiming the Lazarus defense. Praise the, praise the Lord. <laughs> the Bible says that when Jesus got there, Mary and Martha, they were upset. Matter of fact, Mary was so upset, she didn't come out of the house. She's like, I ain't even going out to see him. He used to come to my house, and Martha did the cooking, and I would sit at his feet and worship him. And he didn't even get here for my brother. I ain't even going out of the house to see Jesus. I am upset. I wonder if I got anybody ever been upset with Jesus like that. He didn't heal me when I wanted to be healed. He didn't answer my prayer when I thought it should be answered. I'm staying in my house. I ain't going to church. I'm mad. I'll teach Jesus something else. Come on, somebody. Amen. The Bible says Martha came out and said to him, If you would have been here, Jesus, he wouldn't have died. Jesus, you let us down. But Jesus was trying to clue them into something about this counterculture kingdom that he had been preaching about for three years. And he was trying to let them know something that everybody in this room needs to know today if you're going to ever walk in this kingdom. He said, I'm never caught up with the urgent. I'm interested in the important. Come on, somebody. I'm going to try it again. I'm never caught up in the urgent. I'm only interested in what's important. Come on, huh? See, in our world, in this world, in this culture, the urgent gets our attention. That's how we live our life. Hmm? And the important doesn't always get our attention. Come on, somebody. Amen. That's why a lot of us won't get up and do devotions in the morning, even though it's important, because we get so urgent, we got to get out the door. So we put what's important on the back burner and won't read our Bible and pray before we got the door, because we got to do what's urgent. And God said, I'm not interested in what's urgent. I'm interested in what's important. Hmm? Because the 20 minutes you spend in your word and you spend in your prayer is going to help you deal with whatever is urgent. And I'll make whatever it was become important that it's handled the right way. The Bible says Jesus stayed there for four more days. And she said, he said, if you'd been here, he wouldn't have died. If you had answered my urgent call, Jesus, he wouldn't have died. He'd be okay. And Jesus said, it's going to be all right. He's going to be okay. I love this. He said... I am the resurrection and the life. I'm the resurrection and the life, Martha. I don't care if he's been in the grave for three months. I am the resurrection and life. And she didn't get it. She said, Lord, I don't want to talk to you about some theological doctrinal debate, which is what most Christians want to do. She said, I don't want to talk to you about something theological. Jesus, I know we all going to get up in the last day. But if you had been here, he'd be alive. He said, no, 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 Martha, you're missing my point. 
I am the resurrection and life. If I am the resurrection and the life at the end of the age, I am still the resurrection and the life that's standing right in front of you. And if I can get him up at the end of the age, then I know I can get him up right now. I can get him up tomorrow and I can get him up next week. I can get him up yesterday because I exist outside of time. Because I am the resurrection and the life, Martha. Come on. Martha said, oh. Oh. Oh, yeah, that's right. And now we're going to take a break from the message. We will be rejoining Pastor Jason in just a moment. But first, I want to take this opportunity to tell you about Truth Church. Truth Church is located in the heart of St. Lucie County at 3891 Edwards Road in Fort Pierce. Our Sunday worship service starts at 10 a.m. Truth Church is a non-denominational Pentecostal church. There's a ministry for the whole family at Truth Church. Whether it's our monthly senior meetings, children's church, or youth group, there's something for everyone. If you're new to the area or you're looking for a home church, we invite you to come and join us. First, you will be our guest, and then you will be our family. Truth Church, a place for the whole family. Harvey made landfall in Texas as a powerful Category 4 hurricane on Friday night and turned into a slow-moving storm dumping feet of rain in some areas. Houston has been one of the hardest-hit cities across the region with widespread and unprecedented flooding. Some areas picked up more rain in one hour than they typically receive in the entire month of August. In some places, Harvey dumped more than 50 inches of rain, shattering storm records for the continental United States. According to reports, about 30% of Harris County, which includes Houston, is underwater. Truth Church and the Destiny Fellowship of Churches is taking donations to coordinate relief efforts now. You can text Harvey to 772-800-2464. 772-800-2464. 2464. So for the thousands of people that lost their homes, their belongings, and even their lives, let's pray for Texas. And he said, Lazarus, come forward. I mean, yeah, you know the story. Lazarus come up out of the grave. Come on, amen. amen. One preacher said if he hadn't said his name and just said, hey, come forth, all the dead people would have got up out of the grave all over the world. Why? Because he is the resurrection and the life. Praise the Lord, amen. So Lazarus is raised from the dead. And he's raised from the dead. This news begins to spread all over Jerusalem. Everybody's talking about it. He's dead for four days. He was so dead he was smelling. I mean, they didn't have no formaldehyde back then. They just dumped a bunch of oil on you and rubbed it into you. And wrapped you up like a mummy. Come on. When Jesus was talking about getting him up out of the grave, she said, well, Jesus, he surely stinketh. That's the King James Version. He stinketh. I mean, he stunk. And so this spreads. This spreads all across Jerusalem, and everybody's talking about it. Everybody's going, oh, my God, Lazarus was dead for four days. The whole Bethany, everybody in Bethany knew it. Everybody saw it. He was dead. And Jesus called him out of the tomb. And the fame of who Jesus was begins to spread all over the place. And the moment his fame begins to spread, Jesus said this. He said, my time has come. It's time. He tells his disciples, he says, go into the city. See this man who has a a room upstairs. Tell him we need to use it. Some things I need to share with you. 
because my time has come. I'm fixing to bring this counterculture kingdom into a reality that's going to change the entire globe. Somebody say, my time has come. Now, that's the context of everything that brings us to the upper room with Jesus and his disciples. Hmm? And he gets there and he begins to challenge them with putting their trust in God. Leaning on God. Trusting him for their life. He brings his disciples in the upper room. He sits down with his disciples and he's already turned all the religious leaders upside down. And by this time, the whole religious world hates him. And the Bible says in John chapter 12, after the resurrection of Lazarus, that the Pharisees and the Sadducees sought to kill him. You know why they sought to kill him? Because his kingdom coming meant their kingdom was leaving. Their 536 rules was going out the door, baby. Because he was bringing a kingdom of liberty and freedom. And they were operating in a kingdom of bondage and law. Come on, amen. I'd be glad we got Jesus today. So really what Jesus was doing is it was becoming kingdom versus kingdom. Matter of fact, in Matthew chapter 24, which a lot of people think is like this end time scripture, it was really more about what was happening when Jesus' day was there. He was talking about the destruction of the temple in Matthew chapter 24. In the last day, he was talking about the day that we would see this end come. And he said, nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. A lot of times we see that as national boundaries. You know, we think that's just, you know, Russia and the United States and China and Korea and everybody getting ready to go to war. And then, you know, we have all these people having all these wars that are going on all the time. And one nation finally gets another thing. He said, no, 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 it's not just that. It's about the culture of this world rising against the counterculture of my kingdom. You will see an onslaught of these two cultures colliding before my return. And that's what we see in the day. You're seeing one kingdom trying to snuff out the other kingdom. You're seeing the oppression coming against God's church like never in the history of the world. And so Jesus takes them up into this upper room and he does something that every Jewish boy had seen all their life. He brings them into the Shabbat or to the Passover meal and he takes the bread which they have seen since the time when Moses was getting the children of Israel out of Egypt when they put the blood of the lamb over the doorpost and they had the first Passover feast. They've watched this year after year after year. He takes this bread and he takes this blood. I mean, the, 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 the Passover feast was a sign of, of deliverance for the children of Israel from a cruel ruler, a dictator. And how God brought them from a slave master and set them free because they were slaves. So when they celebrate Passover, they're celebrating the fact that they were set free from slavery. Come on, is that right? Amen. Amen. And so now here's Jesus. He's having the Passover feast a day early because he knows what's about to happen to him. He told the disciples, he said, my time has come. And he's doing something that they've seen all their life as a remembrance of God's deliverance of the children of Israel up out of Egypt. But now he's delivering the kingdom of the world out of darkness Amen. and giving the opportunity for everybody to come into the kingdom of light. Amen. Now he's at a last supper holding bread and a glass of wine. And he says something that he should have been killed for instantly. Because every Jewish boy and every Jewish girl knew what Shabbat was. He said, I am the bread. It's my body. It's wine. It's my blood. In other words, 
I'm your deliverer. Not God in heaven, I'm your deliverer. My body. My blood. He profoundly said to them, and they understood this, I am the Messiah. I'm about to enter into my new kingdom. It's coming. Somebody say, it's coming. That was blasphemy. That was, he should have been killed right there. But see, Jesus didn't care about their rules. He committed blasphemy when the, these four crazy friends had a buddy that was a paraplegic, and they were crazy walking down the road because they heard Jesus was in the house. They looked around the house, couldn't get him in the house. All the windows were packed. They said, somebody said, I know what we're going to do. Let's climb up on the roof. We'll drop him through the roof. And four crazy friends who had faith dropped this dude down from the roof. And Jesus looks at him and does not immediately say, get up off your mat. He says to him, your sins are forgiven. The Pharisees, who are you to forgive someone's sins? Because, I mean, no, you couldn't forgive nobody's sin unless you was in the temple. Hmm? He had to be a high priest. He had to make a sacrifice. He had to put the blood on the altar. But Jesus, who was the blood, hmm? your sins are forgiven. Who are you to say that? Hmm? Come on, somebody. Help me. Amen? I think that's just cool. Jesus went around breaking all of them. I just love Jesus. I like being like him because he did all kinds of radical things. Everybody thinks he was some like calm, non-smiling, non-joking around. Jesus is walking around like this solemn all the time. Your sins are forgiven. If Jesus is like that in heaven, I don't want to go. I'll tell you right now because I don't think he was like that. Hmm. I think Jesus was as real as we are. He liked to laugh and have a good time. And you know what else? He, he, his kingdom was so obvious that Jesus wasn't even good looking. Matter of fact, the Bible says he wasn't no hunk. He wasn't handsome. He wasn't nothing that you would look at. But he spoke with so much authority that people would look at him and go, who is this man? He says things I've never heard before. It's like my heart is cut when he talks. It's amazing to me. Isn't that amazing? Hmm? goes to Peter and he says, Peter, wash your feet. What are you talking about? Wash my feet. You don't wash feet. Slaves wash feet. Jesus, you just got through saying you're the Messiah. You just got through saying we're going to conquer Rome. What are you talking about? Wash feet. Never. Never. And Jesus said to Peter, he said, Peter, in my kingdom... In the new kingdom, we wash feet. To be the greatest in my kingdom, you have to become the least. In my kingdom, to become the greatest, you have to serve. Come on, help me somebody, amen? Hmm? The way you exercise power in my kingdom is you serve. The way you get wealth in my kingdom is you give. The way you overcome in my kingdom is you forgive.
thank you for joining us today for the Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Baumgartner. We hope you will tune in again each day, Monday through Friday, right here on WCNO 89.9 FM. To obtain your copy of this week's message, please send your check for $5 for shipping and handling to 3891 Edwards Road, Fort Pierce, Florida, 34981. To pay by phone or simply make a love gift, you can call 772-461-8555. That number again is 772-461-8555. For more exciting information on our church, service times, and directions, you can check us out on the web at igniteyourworld.com. This has been The Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Baumgartner, and I'm your host, Bob Tarvis. See you next time on The Revealing Truth. Consider a school where children learn to love, where learning is inspired, reading is an adventure, where students have time for creativity, math, and logic, where truth is taught along with history, literature, and technology, where respect is modeled by please and thank you, where innovation and leadership are fostered while planning out college and career paths. This is the future of St. Lucie Christian students. We are now enrolling kindergarten through 12th grade. Full scholarships are still available. Find out more at stlucychristian.org. Navigating the real estate market today can get a little crazy. Ozzy Carbonell of Century 21 All Professional is here to help. Today on the Treasure Coast, the housing market is back in full force. There is a number of financing and home buyer programs. Understanding and incorporating the right program can be essential when purchasing real estate. It can also be very time-consuming and painstaking. In short, the complexities of purchasing a home in today's market can be like riding on a crazy train. Home buying doesn't have to be crazy. Ozzy Carbonell of Century 21 All Professional can help you qualify for up to $15,000 in down payment assistance. Find out how by contacting Ozzy Carbonell at 772-340-6076. Again, that number is 772-340-6076. Se habla español. Ignite Your World True Church and all its affiliate ministries thanks Destiny Fellowship of Churches and Bishop Tony Miller. Destiny Fellowship exists to serve pastors, local churches, and ministry leaders that make up Destiny Fellowship of Churches. For more information on joining the Destiny Fellowship, go to destinyfellowship.tv.
someone who was strong enough to help my blind eyes see. And I needed someone who was strong enough to rescue, set me free. Free. Somebody big enough to part the biggest ocean. Somebody big enough to calm the raging sea. Somebody big enough to set my heart in motion. Somebody big enough to save the life of me. Somebody who can love me. Somebody who will care. Somebody always strong and 